Sam, all right, so does this news flow back and forth and uh, some downside overweigh or outweigh the fundamental picture for the earnings growth and the dividend power and the buybacks that have been starting to get amped up again? And can this story really break those pillars of support? Hey, Oliver. Well, I think certainly it's uh, shaking those pillars and uh, causing investors to question whether they are strong enough to hold. We have gone almost three times as long since the last decline of five plus percent uh, since the average between such moves since World War II. So, you know, it's it's a matter of time. Uh, I think right now, because we have uh, added uh, the, the new uh, contagion caution into the winds, that that's what's causing investors uh, to take some profits today. So I think the real question is whether we start to see downgrades for earnings estimates, downgrades for GDP growth projections, which I really don't see. And so while this could become a pullback or even a very mild correction, I don't see it morphing into a new bear market. Okay, Sam, that stat you gave is showing how abnormal the time period was that we went without a correction. Is that right? Uh, that's correct. So uh, we went uh, through a decline of 9.6% uh, from September 20th through September 23rd right. of last year. And that was we one of the fastest three. corrections ever, right? Uh, well, no, the fastest correction was actually the bear market itself uh, of March sure. of 2020. It took only 33 calendar days to go from peak to trough, which is the fastest on record. But then it only took us less than five months to get back to break even, which was the third fastest on record. Um, the latter little rumble that we took place the pre-election is what I'm talking about, where we got back to break even November 13th, and we've been upward mode since then. So, Sam, what then do you think uh, will determine if this can snowball into something else? Uh, we've got also the Fed in the background that's already tried to shake things up a little bit, get us ready for a taper. A lot of folks don't believe them. Maybe if the market drops, then they'll have more reason not to believe them. But there are some other things here that seem to have been sucking a little bit of the wind out of us lately. So uh, how do we know if we're going to uh, you know, go out of breath? Well, I think that if we're losing our breath based on, um, you know, the evergrande worries about the, you know, the, the Chinese real estate property company, uh, I think the Fed actually will probably be like the cavalry coming over the hill. They're, the last thing they want to do is to tighten credit in this kind of a contagion uh, crisis. I think what they would do is, like after long-term capital management, say that we will provide the resources necessary. So I, I would tend to say that uh, it would probably take the worry of the taper off the table. Too many T's out there, I guess. But still, uh, basically, the, the Fed, I think, w uh, was not planning on telling us about any kind of tapering timetable this coming week, but rather would have waited till November. And now I think this pretty much ensures it. Okay. Interesting. So this uh, will play in, you think, to some degree, maybe in the Fed's mindset. Oh, I think so. You know, the Fed really wants to ensure uh, good employment, low uh, un low inflation, et cetera, uh, but does not really want to be adding to the, the global uh, financial waves. So I think at this point, it'll pretty much sit on its hands or at least keep a tickle lock on its lips uh, to make sure that it doesn't uh, say anything that it really will have to regret later.